Hello, I am Victor Young, the Daily Life Coach, and thank you for joining me for Episode 5 of Season 1, the Daily Life Coach Podcast. Before we get started today, I'd like to say hello to all of my millionaires in the making in the city of Chicago. You guys are coming on strong, checking out the Daily Life Coach on Podcast at SoundCloud, thedailylifecoach.com, perusing, bounce rates low. Page views are high, streaming, reading blogs. You guys are all over it. And you're checking me out on Facebook, Tumblr, Pinterest, Snapchat at The Daily Life Coach. Look me up. Make sure you plug me in. And most importantly, share me with anyone who you want to see improve. When you run across that podcast you just love that you just got to hear that you know that guy who sits to your left or your right can benefit from, just say, hey, you got to check this out. This is just kind of cool. Tell me what you think. Maybe it's that one podcast is going to help them get better. Anyway, let's get back to episode five of season one, The Daily Life Coach. And we're going to start a little mini-series. A series within a series, within an episode. It's called Meeting in a Box. Meeting in a Box. If you're ready to improve the communication, the growth and the effectiveness of your meetings within your organization. doesn't matter. Restaurant, delivery service, lawn business, car dealership, retail store, app dev, hospitality, healthcare. doesn't matter. Any industry. If you like to improve the quality, the engagement, the communication, the enthusiasm, the motivation... You name it. This is your series, Meeting in a Box. Listen to it on the weekends, before your Monday meetings, before your staff meetings throughout the week. Take some nuggets away from it. Implement these puppies. And then sit back and watch. A lot of these things you already know. I mean, there's good leaders, there's bad leaders, there's dry leaders, there's innovative leaders. There's all all types of different leaders and speakers and facilitators out there. But what works in your organization? I'm going to give you a few things that hopefully are going to help you improve. We're going to start out with a few obvious things. Everyone, hopefully you guys do this. Hopefully you start every meeting with reviewing somehow your rules of engagement. I'm hoping that you have some type of rules of engagement that you guys discuss with cell phones, technology, taking notes. You know, I've got a guy right now who, (laughs) it's kind of funny. Everyone has that guy that, you, you go through a meeting, you just download tons of information. You take two days worth of information from seminars or meetings or trainings, and you, and you share it with your team, and this guy never picks up his pencil, never writes anything down, never takes a note on his iPad, never does anything. And he walks out of the meeting and goes, yeah, I got it. I remembered all of it. Everything that you took days to record and write down and think about and contemplate, I've got it all in our 30-minute meeting, and I don't need to write it down. If you're that person, I want to share something with you. If you walk into a meeting with me, and you write nothing down, and we go over very valuable information that's going to improve the organization, that's going to make our people better, that's going to make us more profitable, leaner, faster, more efficient, more productive, whatever, and you don't write anything down, 
Hmm. I would probably think you're a jack wagon. As a matter of fact, I would probably halfway through my meeting or as soon as I observed you not writing anything down that I considered important, I would stop and say, we're going to wait for you to get a pen or boot up your iPad or your tablet. And I want you to take some notes. I would require you to take notes. So instead of embarrassing you, we're just going to set rules of engagement. So the rules are going to be on a flip chart, a wall board, whatever. Rules of engagement are you will take notes throughout a meeting. Because there's no possible way you can take on new clients, train, coach, motivate, go home, come back to work, fight traffic, play baseball, watch football, little Pokemon go. And then remember everything we talked about from two weeks ago. Implement it, execute it, measure it. And make it happen. Not possible. If you're that person who takes no notes and thinks you're smart enough, you're insulting everyone in the room, just so you know that. I would be offended and I would tell you I was offended and I would require you to take notes. But I'm just a good communicator like that. Cell phones and technology. Just make sure you're present in the meeting. When you're in a meeting, be in the meeting. If you're in a training session, Be in the training session. All this crap about multitasking, you walk out and you didn't hear a word. Or, you know what, that's all you did hear. You heard words. Random words. Something you could look up in a dictionary. You didn't hear anything about style. You didn't hear anything about the unique selling proposition of the brand. The mission. The vision. The tone. The emotion. You heard words. And you think the words have the power. The power aren't in the words. How can you actually get someone on board and roll out a new system or process if you didn't even hear anything about why it should work, how it should work, who's going to be involved, the push that we need, the velocity that we need. You just heard random words, blah, 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 text message, text message, what's for lunch, let me go check and maybe I'll take a few modules off my driver's test from that speeding ticket. Yep, I'm present in the meeting. I'm here. Oh, there's another email. Blah, blah, blah. And we're out. And I got it all. Don't worry about it. I heard everything you said. I wrote notes here and I wrote every third word you said. Don't do that, folks. Learn how to be present in the moment. If someone spends time researching and analyzing and preparing, I think you should at least give them a set amount of time, which goes to our next thing is this. We have to have an agenda and expectations out of every meeting. And every meeting should be interactive. If I sit at a table and I just talk to everyone, and I don't require them to give me feedback, thoughts, ideas, they're not listening. People will only listen to you so long speaking, short of this podcast. People will listen to this all day long. I love it. Thank you. But in most situations at a meeting, if your people aren't engaged and they're not benefiting from it, They're going to zone out within a matter of minutes. So you need to have an agenda. Give everyone an agenda before the meeting so they have an expectation of what's going to occur. And that's critical. If there's an expectation, you're going to make sure you have everyone involved. Everyone's going to be required to bring their their part, whether it's the statistic, whether it's identifying a competitor, whether it's reviewing the health and productivity of their staff. Require everyone to bring something who can contribute to the agenda. And and you have to have hard stop times. Hard start times and hard stop times. If your people show up to your meetings late, it means they don't want to be there. 
or there was something or someone more important. And I look at it like this. The only individuals that are more important than being at my meeting on time, it better be a customer. We better have a great client that we're taking care of and providing some phenomenal service. Client comes first. Short of that, you shouldn't be walking in my meeting late. Period. Next thing, we got a hard stop time. The reason I like hard stops is because it leaves people wanting more. Organizations are notorious for long, drawn-out conference calls. Conference calls that drone and linger and nothing gets accomplished. Without an expectation and a hard stop time, you'll never accomplish anything. Everyone needs to be prepared. And if, if it's an hour meeting or a 30-minute meeting, a 20-minute meeting, when you hit that time, if you're not complete, you need to reschedule a time for the next meeting with a clear expectation on where you're going to go from here, what research you need to gather in the meantime, and then you reconvene. If you can't get through something in an hour, you're probably not going to get through it, which means sometimes you've got to just take a step back. You take that step back, you reevaluate what you've covered up until this point, and you pick up where you left off in the next meeting. That's how you move an agenda forward. That's how you move an idea forward. If people are just discussing what ifs, hypotheticals, worthless, let's talk about facts. Let's talk about challenges and let's immediately talk about solutions. If we can't find a solution, you pause it until you can find a solution to the problem. If there is no solution to the problem, then you just got to weigh it and say, is this problem big enough to stop this project from moving forward? Is it going to cost us reputation? Is it going to cost us professional capital? Is it going to cost us actual cash money? Will it cost us reputation? What's it going to cost us if we move forward based upon this challenge ahead? Is it something that we can clear? If it's a hurdle, can we steamroll it? Can we cut it out and remove it? Or can we just live with it dragging it along like a ball and chain all the way across the finish line? How big is it? How small is it? Can we fix it? But again, hard stop time. If you can't fix it within that allotted time in your meeting, that means you don't have an answer. That means you really need to take a step back, reconvene later. You got to review. You got to take notes. Take a ton of notes because at the end of every meeting, there should be someone who's taken notes for you. Have an administrator, an admin, or just assign someone who's going to be your official secretary or note taker for each meeting. Maybe it can change around or maybe someone loves that stuff. And But you've got to have notes as well that you can review after the meeting because these notes are going to come in handy next week when we reconvene. This is when we go back and say, we covered X, Y, and Z in our last meeting. And this is where we left off. And this is what we're going to move forward to move into today. Having structure in, in meetings, it's critical because oftentimes individuals will talk and talk and talk. And really, there's no point to what they're saying. It's like watching a movie. If you watched a movie that had a beginning, but no middle, and then an end, it would it probably wouldn't make sense to you. Or maybe it had a middle and an end, but no beginning. You just never knew where it started and why. Or maybe it has no beginning, no middle, and no end. It's just words. I hate those. Those are just the worst people that want to play educational gymnastics, show you how smart they are. Assign someone who's like a co-chair. Put someone to your right or your left and say, you are going to run this next meeting. This is our subject matter, and I want you to do your research and be ready to go. One of the best ways to develop your replacement, to develop another leader in the organization, 
a partner, whatever it is, another manager, a supervisor, you put them next to you in a meeting and you give them responsibilities. That way you've got the training wheels on them. They start to do something. They start to go along, whatever it is. You write them a note, turn the shift, the direction of the meeting, but you've got to give other individuals the floor in a forum that you're lending them your professional capital. I'm sitting next to you, John. And so, John, you now have the floor. I am in the presence of my peers and coworkers and subordinates. I am giving him the gavel. This individual is holding the gavel of power. I'm loaning it to him like Thor's hammer. These are the things that we can do that are consciously and subconsciously give individuals the confidence they need in order to grow, in order to lead, in order to speak. You'd be amazed at what these individuals will show you, teach you, come up with when they're provided with an environment conducive to success and learning. Meeting in a box. Issue tasks to your participants. Give everyone something to do and something to talk about. There's so many different areas when you break down an organization. Safety, compliance, customer satisfaction, launching a product, sales development, looking into additional technologies, clouds, apps, marketing, PR. You name, The list goes on. Require your people to learn about things they don't know about and bring that information back to the mothership so everyone can develop and grow from it. These are some of the basic things about having a successful meeting. I won't take a meeting unless I know what we're going to talk about, how long we're going to need, what the outcome's going to be. And frankly, if it's someone from outside the organization, I won't take that meeting unless I need the product or I see it on the horizon in my distant, or I'm sorry, in my near future. I don't take just blind meetings because what happens is this. Meetings can eat so much of our day that by the time we jump out of meeting to meeting to next meeting, we weren't productive. We were no longer hands-on. We were no longer engaged in our operations. And we become the master of meetings. Makes you feel important when everyone wants to have a meeting with you. Makes you feel great. I'm super important. But in actuality, too many meetings can make a leader very ineffective. Especially you can over-process information to the point where you just take in so much information that you become paralyzed. Analysis by paralysis. Or is it paralysis by analysis? There you go. Which means you just take in so much data that you just, it locks you up. You're frozen. You can't move forward anymore. Data overload. When I take meetings, I have two times a day that I'll take a meeting. 11 o'clock and 2 o'clock. Anything else? It's got to be something I want to do and I schedule. And I make sure I I purposely do that so I make sure I don't let my days just run into one big long meeting like a unibrow just from end to end. You've got to set some parameters when it comes to meetings. If you do, if you execute just a few of these things we've talked about today, setting time limits, having hard stops, having an expectation, sharing that leadership authority, with your assistant or a co-chair, someone that you're developing, issue tasks for your participants of the meeting, have an agenda, and making sure you have rules of engagement when it comes to taking notes and the use of technology. People will love your meetings. They will love your training sessions. They'll beg for more as long as you don't wear them out. I hope you guys picked up a lot from this meeting in a box because I tell you what, we're going to get we're going to get deeper into the meeting in the box series and we're going to rotate out with with a few different subject matter, but 
it's critical that we really start looking at every moment that we spend in our business. Every moment that we spend wasting on conversations and dialogue and hypotheticals, it takes away from our real-time production and development. It discourages people from attending meetings and trainings if there's no end, there's no middle, there's no beginning. It's just words and a waste of time. Give them stats. Give them something to measure. Don't beat them over the head with it, but provide it for them. Allow them to make a decision whether they're or whether or not they're going to engage based upon the data they have. Makes sense. That's all we have for this week's episode five of season one, the Daily Life Coach Meeting in a Box series. We're going to have a lot more great information for you down the road. Send me your questions on the website. Send me your questions via email. Send me your questions on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just send me your questions, comments. I'll make sure I get them on future shows, future episodes. And share our podcast with your friends and coworkers. I tell you what, I have learned that if you can strengthen the person to your left and your right, they'll make your life a lot easier for you. So don't hoard the knowledge. Share it. And this is a great way to use one voice, one language, one style to implement into your workplace. And then grow it out from there. Stylize it, customize it. Thank you for joining me for Episode 5, Daily Life Coach Podcast. And remember, my friends, live fearless. Fearless.